Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So, Lori, today we are talking about sleeping on my side of the bed. No, my side of the bed. No, it's my side. Do you have a Mm -hmm. side of the bed that you always sleep on? Do you have a set Um, Yes, but we rotate every, like, year so that the sides of our face that get smushed on that side of the bed don't get as smushed. (laughs) Say what now? What's this? If you sleep, like, on the right side of the bed, then the right side of your face gets smushed. Can't like you permanently. Just, can't permanently. you just then you sleep, sleep on the other uh, on your other side? Like f- you have to switch sides of the bed to do that. Well, you can't just I flip over and sleep on the other side. Your other side. You could, but most people like have sort of one side that they sleep on, and then if they sleep on the other side of the bed, they turn their body differently. Has, has there been studies done on that? I just wrote, I sleep yes. on both. I sleep on both Laurie sides. Study. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep on both sides of my body and on my Equal stomach. Equal time. Oh yeah, I flip. On I your flip, stomach. I flip constantly. Oh my gosh. Constantly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, stomach sleeping is the best. I used to sleep on my stomach. I don't but understand that. After I got pregnant, mm-mm, never again. I don't understand Just that. Couldn't, couldn't right? do it. Yep. But yep. we get. But people do get stuck, right? They tend to sleep on one side. That and, is right. And they get stuck on that side, and it makes it hard to see the other person's side. We're using this as a metaphor. If you can't tell, this is a metaphor that we are going to use throughout <laughs> this about right. getting entrenched and only being able to see things uh, from your perspective. That's right? correct. From your side. So, I mean, basically, each side of the bed has their own difficulties, their own anxieties. But people, what they really want is there to be a connection between mm. those sides of the bed so that they're each relaxed and feel safe and secure. Yeah, and it's it's really important to be able to have that relaxed, secure connection. You have to really be able to, to understand, at least somewhat, and be able to take the perspective of the other side. That's right. right. And, Otherwise, the other side of the bed looks crazy. Yeah, it's, it's called perspective taking, <laughs> right? And it's really, really important like to be able to take another perspective to have empathy for your partner requires perspective taking, and empathy is required to be able to have um, that connection that we're talking about, that secure connection, um, to have that satisfaction in, the, in your relationship. Because otherwise, um, we begin, if we are not able to see from the other side of the bed, right, if we're not able to sleep on the other side, we begin to see our partner as hostile, mm-hmm. right? And over time, that selfish. is selfish. They're mean. They're out to get me. They did that on purpose. Controlling. They're lazy. All mm-hmm. of those things over time, right, that I begin in my mind to make my partner into a villain, Mm -hmm. a flat out, you know, Ursula in the 
uh, Little Mermaid giant villain. Cersei. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cersei for you Game of Thrones <laughs> fans. I am not. I'm the only person in America, apparently, who does not watch Game of Thrones. Almost. 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 Uh, Lori really wants to talk to me about Game of Thrones. The finale aired yesterday. Yes. yes. And she really wants to talk to me about Game of and Thrones. I can't. And you can't. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't understand it. Yeah. Um, but I may watch now it someday, spoil, so I don't I'd want any spoilers. I'll spoil it for you. <laughs> um, and so we make them out and to be a a huge villain in our lives and the narrative in our heads mm-hmm. they the story that we tell ourselves becomes that they're out to get me without mm-hmm. taking that perspective so it's it becomes really important right it does and so we wanted to offer you a couple Andrew and Avery and just we're going to follow gender stereotypical patterns here but Andrew do you want to be Andrew Adam I the, would love anxious, to be Andrew. The who anxious doesn't, lover. Who doesn't, who doesn't like to role play every now and then, <laughs> even on a podcast? <laughs> okay, so, Andrew. Uh, What's your side of the bed like? Uh, my side of the bed is that I can't get enough, mm. really. like It, it mm. presents – I um, am constantly asking for sex, making bids for sex, bids for touch as much as I can – um, and so outwardly, I am. I want sex, and it feels like my partner doesn't want sex. Okay. It feels like Avery doesn't want sex. Um, but underneath all of that, it's there's a lot of loneliness, a lot of anxiousness. Like when we don't connect physically, mm-hmm. I tend to think that that means that she doesn't want me, that Avery doesn't want me, mm-hmm. right? And it it's, feels like it's not enough, right? And the, the equivalent would be that I, I am trying, I'm trying to get more of the covers, right? More mm-hmm. of the, the blanket You're on the, the bed. You're the cover stealer. I'm the co- I, well, I'm trying to, but like, I, it doesn't feel like I can get warm, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like it's, it's not enough. And so that there's times where it feels like, I, there's so much anxiety. There's so much. It's my skin is almost on fire because I want connection so much. I want physical connection so much, but I can I get confused with that, right? Because mm-hmm. it comes out it comes out as anger, but I mm-hmm. it, but underneath that anger is just a desire to connect because it feels so lonely, um, and I feel like it's it honestly feels like you don't avery doesn't love me yeah right yeah um i'm gonna be avery everybody yeah and if avery and it feels like if avery did love me then she would want sex she would want touch she would want to be with me Mm -hmm. um so it feels really rejecting Uh, my side of the bed feels feels pretty cold and that it it feels like i i'm putting myself out there when i ask for sex and continually getting shot down Mm -hmm. Um, so that rejection is high so it's not just a rejection of sex for me, it feels like a rejection of my person. It feels either I'm not manly enough, I'm not attractive enough, I'm not performing well enough, um, I'm not doing something that's mm-hmm. enough. Because if I was, right, mm-hmm. you would share the covers. You would, you would, mm-hmm. you would come toward me. Right. And because you're not, you're not doing that, it feels like a rejection. So all the anxiety makes you worry about yourself as lovable as yes. as worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. particularly, and so that I I can only assume that if that continues, that the re- the relationship isn't sustainable in that way. Mm-hmm. So either I'm going to be in a relationship that's sexless, right. where I where I just remain lonely in my relationship, mm-hmm. or Avery's going to leave me at some point. Right. 
Well, I'm Avery, and my side of the bed is kind of this solace. It's um, I don't really like you to come very close because I'm afraid you're going to wrinkle up the bed, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm not going to be comfortable sleeping there. And really, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of all touched out. I've never been one that likes to cuddle or touch in the middle of the night. Uh, maybe a little bit of touching is okay. It'd feel nice, but I'd never ask for that. Mm-hmm. And I basically try to fall asleep as quickly as possible, so hoping that you won't need any sex uh, because that's how I shut out my anxiety from the day, not necessarily not wanting to be with you, Andrew, but I, I just um, I don't believe that you'd even want to hear about my day, so I just go to sleep as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. And you ask me what I want from sex, but I don't know. I don't really fantasize about good things for myself. The thing I do fantasize about is that I fantasize about you telling me I'm not such a bad person for not wanting it all the time or wanting me to be different. I mm. fantasize about you accepting me. That's my biggest fantasy and that I'm not a I'm not a big disappointment to you. I would also say that if I do have sexual feelings, I'd rather masturbate than tell you about it. What the what? I know. <laughs> well, that's shocking to Andrew. I Andrew, know. Andrew's is, mind is blown. Right. Well, that's because I feel so hopeless about teaching you how to touch me just right. It's like I I don't feel safe in that conversation. I don't feel like you've listened to me in the past. And so I'm not going to say it again. Not even one more time. Wow. Yeah. That's that's that is that is blowing Andrew's mind. He is he is completely flabbergasted. <laughs> but it's not that I don't have desire. Right. I do. I just don't even let I don't even let Andrew know. Yeah. Um, so I worry as soon as we make love because I'm going to hear that it wasn't good enough or that you wanted it to be different or how can we make it better the next time. And so I, it just makes me want to get it over with fast. Mm. That's an like acceptance thing again, not even going to accept when you do have sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, this, yeah, when I do have sex with you, it's just like it it's, doesn't make you happy. Doesn't make Andrew happy. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, and I basically, I'm really afraid that you're going to think I'm a bad lover. And so, and I'm so ashamed of this. I would never tell you that. Uh, so I just keep quiet about thinking that. And I'm afraid that you'll reject me. So my side of the bed is looks like it's pristine, but it's actually fraught with tension. Hmm. So it looks calmer than it is. It looks calm. Yeah, I but never under, let under, on underneath the surface. I never let on. It's the, it's How the, anxious I am. It's the duck on uh, still pond, right? <laughs> the duck on still pond. I yeah. have no idea where you're going with that. You, you know, you never heard that phrase before. No. Oh, Lori, let me let me bring you down to Southern Town. Boy. Okay. To Southern Town. Yeah, duck okay, on a pond. It's, he duck looks calm on the surface, but underneath, it's paddling away, paddling, uh-huh. paddling, paddling. Uh-huh constantly moving <laughs> Madison is shaking her head she totally gets it yeah Madison our yeah. intern okay let's come back and talk about how Andrew and Avery can resolve these problems in bed sounds good Hey, everybody, we want to let you know uh, about some ways that you can connect with us, some contests that we are having, and some retreats that we are doing. Yes. The first is we have a contest currently going on social media for a free 
consultation with the wonderful soon-to-be doctor, mm-hmm. Lori Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out our social for the rules for that, but it involves you sharing and tagging some friends. On Instagram. On Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook. And on Facebook. Then that, that'll get you entered for a free consultation yes. with you. I'm giving away an hour consultation for a couple. That's quite um, exciting. Just to help them assess where they're at and maybe the direction that they might go. I'm really glad to do this and excited about it. I yeah. love to meet some people who listen. Yeah. And then we are also doing another retreat. Love and Sex 360 is back in the fall. You can check out the website, Love and Sex 360. Dot com for more details about that. But we And that's L O V E A N D S E X three six zero dot com. And that's November nineteenth, right, Adam? Yes, sometime around there. And we are we've changed the packages a little bit. So we have a workshop only package. Um, that's a little bit cheaper um, that allow you to get all the good materials that we've got all weekend long. And then we have a package that will include some private one-on-one therapy with your spouse um, and you get the workshop plus that um, with one of either me or Lori or one of our other fabulous therapists that are there. Yes, Carol or Shelley and it's in fabulous Asheville, North Carolina. Fabulous which in Asheville. the in the fall is going to be spectacular. Yeah, listen, you don't want to miss Asheville in the fall. Beer, uh, <laughs> good food, uh, changing colors, it's absolutely beautiful. The rooftop bar we have there at the hotel we're staying at really is, nice. is one of the best really spots nice. in all of Asheville. Great view. So please consider that. And we would also like you to share with a friend, at least two friends, about Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Tell them what you're learning and please turn them on to us. Join the community on our socials and look for us in Asheville in the fall. Yes. So Sue Johnson tries to mend this perspective issue, and we're calling it sleeping on different sides of the bed, Avery's side, Andrew's side. And Sue says that we are bonding animals who live best in the shelter offered by another's love. An attachment bond is persistent. Once made, it is specific to another irreplaceable person. Once we are bonded, we seek out closeness with our loved one, and we are deeply distressed at emotional or physical separation. So we know that when people are on either side of the bed and they're not rolling to the middle, when they're not reaching out to each other in the middle of the night, or they're not touching enough, that this separation is actually painful. And it it signifies to each of us this disruption of attachment, of the person that makes us feel the safest in the world somehow or another is not there. Yeah, and the other person makes us feel like we matter. Yes. Right, and that's the... In deep attachment. Yeah, and that that is something that we all crave and we all seek. We all seek to matter to somebody else um, and in that to be understood. That's the acceptance piece that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. right, is that we can be fully known by the other um, and because of that we matter and it's safe for us to be fully who we are in that relationship. So we have Andrew and Avery... Right. right. By the way, I think we are fantastic thespians, role players. Role players. I mean, I just like, I yeah. would give us a ton of kudos. I mean, you were a fantastic Avery. I fully believed that you were bought in <laughs> to Avery. I feel like my Andrew needs a little bit more of a backstory, though. Needed, you needed more explanation. I need, I need, I need, just needed, I just needed a little more. Like, you know, what kind of, what kind of sports what did he play? What kind of, <laughs> what kind of car did he drive? You needed to, what like, was his childhood wounds? Him. <laughs> I, I, did. I, needed, I needed to know his Enneagram type, his, yeah, uh, yeah, his Myers Briggs. 
Yeah. Where he was, I, that just would have helped me with my performance. So I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Next time I'll do a, a whole lot better. Okay. But how are we going to help Andrew and Avery? How are they going to help each other to understand their perspectives better? So the first thing they need to do is really put these fears out there and put their needs into actual words. This is not how the conversation goes oftentimes, right? This is what they tell us, the therapist, what they feel. But they have such difficulty saying these things to each other. But Andrew feels like he is saying to Avery what he needs, right? He feels like he's saying that. How? What? What? What does Andrew need to do differently? Because Andrew's like, he is saying, he feels like he's saying what he needs. He needs. He he, he needs, needs sex. sex. So, but he doesn't even no. He doesn't think he's saying he needs sex. He's saying he's thinking he needs. I need love. I need love yeah. and a, and affection. And I think actually Andrew said it fairly well this this time. I think normally what I hear uh, from Andrew like folks is, I need sex. Yeah. You know that this is what I need. They don't talk about how sex makes them feel. Yeah. I mean, certainly sex makes them feel joyous and complete and aroused and you know all that kind of thing. But there's something that sex with that particular person with his Avery you know he could go to the showers right I mean he could have an orgasm he could yeah. have pleasure um, without her but when he wants her it's because of this deep need to be connected to the woman that he loves yeah and I just think that the Andrews of the world think they're saying something that they're not I that's what I mean I mean I think like mm-hmm. it's rec- I think it's also recognizing that you are probably not saying the needs right. you're talking about the acts and you're not talking about the fear and you're not talking mm-hmm. about the emotion underneath more often than not we talk about um we talk about the basics we talk about it at the surface level the surface level like andrew would say you know when you fall asleep it makes me feel mad but what he needs to say is you know i feel abandoned yeah absolutely or um I want to be with you every night, but also, you know, it makes me feel hungry just laying next to you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's deeper. That's more vulnerable. Absolutely. Uh, and more compelling, I think, because, right. Ooh, that, say more about that. That's an, that's an interesting word. I think that when you hear your partner is wanting you, needing you, that's so much more exciting than your partner is wanting sex in order to be calm. Yeah. You know, or sex in order to feel relieved. Yeah, it makes it makes me want to come closer to you. Right. Rather than stay away. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So putting figuring out how to put those fears and needs out there in a way that talks more about what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. rather than what you don't like about your partner. Yeah, and for Avery's to say I have difficulty relaxing when we have sex because this, this is an Avery quote. I have difficulty relaxing when I have sex, even if it feels good. And I can't put this into words. When I try, you just seem frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many women. I, I talked to a woman this weekend about it who was saying, you know, I'm so afraid that uh, I'm not going to reach orgasm and he's going to be disappointed in me because then I won't be all in it that that very fear stops me from getting aroused. I'm starting mm-hmm. to watch myself and I'm not actually in the experience. I'm not relaxed. And she has such difficulty saying that to him for him and for him to actually grasp that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it that makes it more accessible when you switch in that way. Mm-hmm. Right? It's much more accessible to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing I think when they are grappling with each other's perspectives is their ability to stay focused on the present 
feels to me to be like a big a big deal mm-hmm. because too often we let that history color what we see as the intention of the other person, mm-hmm. right? We can't villainize somebody that we feel like has good intention or we villainize them less um, when we do that. And it's much easier to take on that perspective of the of the other person. But so so often we have these these long history of attachment injuries, like these mm-hmm. breaks, right, that have happened over time, right, that color our ability to see what we are actually talking about today versus what we've been talking about over the history of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you give an example of that, Adam? Yeah, I think if Andrew has persistently asked for sex in a way that is really negative for Avery, mm-hmm. right, where he's he's come up maybe and he's, he's initiated sex by slapping her on the butt mm-hmm. and she really hates that, mm-hmm. right, or he's talked about sex in a, in a more crude manner that really turns her off, then when he begins to talk about his actual need for sex, she may start to hear all those times and disbelieve what he is actually saying, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's, she's got that history coloring in her mind, so it makes, her, it makes it even more difficult for her to hear it, even if he gets closer to actually talking about his need. To talk about his vulnerable feelings mm-hmm. is colored by his crude approach or his slap on the butt or something that she doesn't like. And so she can't open herself. She's so tight and defensive. She can't open herself up to what he's saying his need is. So oftentimes couples tank what's an important moment in their current relationship because of the toxicity that they've had in the past. But they can't solve all those things until they start to solve simple interactions right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. I like that. I think we need to widen the conversation. I think that couples tend to have narrow conversations. And what I mean by that is they really only see their side of the bed, that that the truth is on one side of the bed, and that their partner is, as we've said, is selfish. And they're so afraid of having a more open conversation because it might result in them being denied or them being rejected. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rote. You know, we've, yeah. we've had these conversations before. It just ends up in a fight. Mm-hmm. We go down kind of the, the same rat hole yeah. um, in terms of what I say and what he says, what Avery says, you know, what Andrew says. And they don't, they don't deepen it into their feelings. Yeah. And they... Uh, feel like they get stuck in that rote conversation a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. they they feel like they said the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So why continue to do it? When in actuality, repetition is one, your friend, but then you also have to switch up how you're talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to paint a better picture mm-hmm. about what it's like on your side of the bed um, using analogies and metaphors, stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's really helpful. Yeah, like it's just, it. it I think... The it's more, like this, yeah. yeah, it's like this is what it's like. Um, you know, it's like I, I feel like I'm drowning, right, and mm-hmm. nobody's coming to save me. Oh, yeah. Um, or you know, it's like I feel like Frodo on lost on Mount Doom without without Sam, right? Like things like that that are like I feel. What? Yeah. <laughs> are you not a Lord of the Rings fan? I am not. Can I can I put it in Game of Thrones la- language? It's yes. like when the dragon lady. Uh, you know, is I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. There was I can't. this really great scene in the last show. I don't want to tell you, but it was okay. great with the dragon that's, and the lady. That's cool. I don't want to hear it. I don't, uh, no, <laughs> no context for it. Okay. But I think, but I think saying those, like using more of the metaphor 
um, telling stories. It, it, yeah, it, it just paints the picture a little I, bit better. I think too, people, if you can think about what is going on for you and then observe your body uh, mm. in terms of where you feel the tension and the upset. So many people cut off from their bodies when they're upset and angry. They just freeze. But if they could begin to notice like, okay, I feel so frustrated with you and I feel that my chest is getting tight. You know, mm. I, I can barely breathe when I'm talking to you. Oh, my heart good. is racing. Yeah. Um, what does that tell them? What is this experience? This is an experience of fear. Yeah. You know, and then if they could trace that and follow it a little bit, well, what am I afraid of? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm afraid you're going to find me lacking and then you won't love me. You'll reject me. And, And it's that place, that deep place that energizes these, uh, conversations, but when they're actually put forward in an open way, it simplifies the conversation and yeah. it makes our partner understand us yeah. more deeply. I think we also, Lori, need to make better assumptions about each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we make assumptions all the time, right? And I, I think there's two that I think if we can get around. One is assuming that I know what it's like on your side of the bed, right? Right. I, I have to know say that I, I don't know what it's like. I, 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 I don't fully know what it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have to ask more questions about that and assume that I don't know. Um, but then two, assuming that I wouldn't do it any differently if I was in your position. Right. right? I think we, we always we go to that. We, the story that we tell ourselves is that if I if I, Andrew, <laughs> am in Avery's position, I would do things so much differently right. than she would. Right. I, or if she, I hear Andrew say all the time, you know, if I want to make it so good for Avery. I would do anything to make it good for her and why won't she why do the same thing that means she doesn't love me yeah 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 exactly and so that that assumption that goes if if i had her thoughts her feelings her body her mm-hmm. experiences in life like i wouldn't be reacting any differently and so i think shifting that makes a big difference yeah well thank you for listening to sleeping on my side of the bed and we ask that you would look at your partner's perspective and know that they're not just trying to be selfish. And we would be greatly appreciative if you would share our podcast with at least two friends this week. Thanks so much. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number four, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.